0: warning the savage
1: nation contains adult language adult content psychological nudity listener discretion is advised and now the world's most exciting podcast the savage nation home of borders language culture and here he is new york times best-selling author and national radio
0: hall of fame inductee michael savage this is michael savage broadcasting live from hotel california I've lived since, oh, I guess 1974. When I came here, this was a great state. It was not the late great state of California. It was the great state of California. It had everything from snow-clad mountains to uh, deserts. It still does. The people were rather tolerant instead of insanely progressive, communistic, liberal, fascist. There were several good newspapers. Now there's nothing but a Willie Brown mimeograph sheet in San Francisco. There was a vibrant two-party system. There was the best educational system in the United States of America. I sent both of my children through state schools, and both of them have thrived in this nation through very hard work, and very, very hard work at that. It is now a trash bin of human history because of endless corruption by the Democrat Party. Willie Brown ran San Francisco. Willie Brown ran the state. Jerry Brown ran the state. Governor Newsom runs the state. It's like Tammany Hall all over again, only it's not New York. It is California. Exclusive Michael Savage backs Trump on San Francisco junkies shoot up in front of children is the headline just came out minutes ago on Breitbart.com. Exclusive Michael Savage backs Trump on San Francisco junkies shoot up in front of children, says he. I linked it on MichaelSavage.com, and I'll put it up on Twitter later. I'm going to read you a piece of the article, ask you what you think about it, tell me if I'm wrong. And the issue is, let's, let's say we all agree that the junkie shooting up in front of children is true. It is true. Let's all agree there's human feces in the street. Even liberals have maps of human feces in the street. Let's agree that 30,000 cars were reported to have been broken into last year. That's reported because the gangs run around with, with pipes and break windows and steal everything in the car. And the police cannot do anything because the psycho corrupt judges throw the cases out. Let's say we all agree on that. It has nothing to do with politics. Well, we disagree on the fact that it has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with politics. It has everything to do with liberalism. Everything about liberalism is why you have human crap in the streets, junkies shooting up in front of children, car windows being broken open, and people being assaulted in the streets, and broken highways. It's all corruption, all liberalism. So let me read the article. Talk radio legend and New York Times best-selling author Michael Savage is once again sounding the alarm on the deterioration of San Francisco. That's in California, by the way. In the wake of Donald Trump criticizing House Speaker Nancy uh, D'Alessandro-Pelosi, Democrat, California, over the conditions in her failing district. On Sunday, President Trump shifted his fierce critiques from Rep. Elijah Cummings, who has perhaps the meanest, hatest face in the in the Congress. Why is that man always so angry? What does that work for him? Is he that way at home over Baltimore to Pelosi? Warning, San Francisco will soon decline beyond repair unless immediate action is taken. Wrote on Twitter, the president said, speaking of failing badly, has anyone seen what is happening to Nancy Pelosi's district in San Francisco? It is not even recognizable lately. Something must be done before it is too late. I extend an invitation to the president to let me show him the city. I know the city better than Pelosi does because she doesn't dare walk in it. I do. I can take the president on a tour of this city. And he will see things he will not believe, that no one has shown him. In a statement to Breitbart News, Michael Savage, a longtime resident of the Bay Area, joined President Trump in eviscerating California's Democrat leadership by highlighting San Fran's <coughs> worsening crime and crumbling infrastructure. Let me quote myself. How do you say, you, how do you quote yourself quoting yourself within an article being quoted? I'll just read what I wrote. Where's all the federal and state highway funding gone, said Savage. The streets are worse than some African nations. Even the roadway going on to the iconic Golden Gate Bridge is a disgrace. The streets are littered. Bums rule the sidewalks. Junkies shoot up in front of children. People are afraid to go out at night. Assaults by bums are swept under the radar by the Nun newspaper. Over 30,000 cars are broken into each year. Police do nothing because the psycholib judges dismiss those few cases that are prosecuted. Need I mention the well-known epidemic of human feces on the sidewalks? Have you ever eaten dinner and seen a filthy human being drop his pants and crap outside the restaurant window as you were attempting to eat? Where are Pelosi, Feinstein, and other oh-so-compassionate rulers? Notice I use the word rulers because they are functioning as though they are rulers, not representatives of the people. The conservative media star's condemnation of Pelosi come as Democrats are expressing outrage of a president heap spotlighting the worsening state of long-run demon-cat cities. On Saturday, the president blasted Cummings for shouting at acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McAllenine during a recent congressional hearing and said Baltimore, the Maryland district's uh, Democrats' district, has far worse conditions than immigration detention centers. It's all true. You know the rest of the story. But you heard what I had to say. And you know the whole story about the, the Baltimore thing and the president's tweets about Baltimore. And the fact that the street rat Al Sharpton got involved, the street rat Al Sharpton, one of the worst people in the history of the world, a slob, a street agitator, a bum, a mook, a filth, who spent his whole life as a fatty with a bullhorn, bullying everybody, came from a a middle-class home, Sharpton. made may believe he was a downtrodden African-American. Came from a middle-class home, made up a fake degree of reverend. He, He never went to divinity school. Made it up. But they call him reverend. Every time they refer to him reverend, that shows you how sycophantic the media is, how cowardly they are. Reverend. They ask him where he got his reverend degree. Ask him about Freddie's Fashion Mart. Ask him about the fire outside Freddie's Fashion Mart. Ask him about other things that he's done in his life. And, of course, he was rewarded by MSNBC with a prime slot on the network that uh, specializes in hating everything decent about life in America. So now, the problem here for me is that the president has suddenly elevated this street bum to the level of the presidency, as he did with the four uh, evil women. He shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have dragged him into this and gotten down in, this, in the gutter with him, because when you, lay with lo- when you lay with the lousy, you get lice. There's an old saying. Didn't your mother ever teach you that? When you lay down with the lousy, you get lice. I am saying to the president, it's enough already of laying down with the lousy because the lice are crawling all over your image. It's not your fault that they're bad, but you're making a mistake by equating them with the presidency. You didn't have to do that one. But I back you, of course, on what you're saying, but that's not the issue. If you're listening to this program anywhere in America, and you have, you want to call it homeless, I don't call it homeless because the Bible does not promise us a home. There is not a country on earth where a home is promised a human being. Nowhere on earth are you promised a home. Nowhere. How did they wind up in the gutter? Because you pushed them there? They wound up in the gutter uh, crapping in the streets and shooting up with a needle because you did it to them? Because society failed them? Are you that stupid? Are you people that idiotic? They wound up there because of defects in their character. They wound up there through bad luck or through, through disease. Okay, things happen to people. So what do you do with people like that? Well, we spend billions of dollars a year to help them. How much money do you think San Francisco dedicates every year to the so-called homeless epidemic, the infection of homelessness? The last I checked, it was over half a billion dollars in direct money. That's $500 million minimum. That does not count police. That does not count the ambulances that have to come and pick these bums off the street. That does not count the cleaning up after these filth. So you say at least a billion dollars a year in San Francisco alone is, is blown on them. But where does the money go? What do you think, it just goes up people's noses? No. Oh, no. The way corruption works is that corrupt politicians have cronies and relatives who set up front companies who service the homeless, just as they have cronies and relatives who service uh the illegal alien uh, business they build housing for them they provide food services medical services clothing legal and the money kicks up as in any other corrupt dictatorship it flows right up to the politicians through third fourth parties you look at the golden gate bridge i drive on it on a regular basis i've been driving on that bridge since i moved here in 1974 and if you enter the golden gate bridge going north from san francisco You will notice that the road is still broken, not been paved since I've lived here. They patched a few holes, but you ask yourself, how could these these corrupt people who run this city and state and the corrupt Golden Gate Bridge Authority, how could they let this go on? How does the federal government not step in? I have said it's long overdue for an FBI task force to come into this city and take it over because I've never seen anything like this. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. And let me tell you how it started. It didn't happen by accident. The hippies invaded California. Let's go back to the beginning. Woodstock, the Golden Gate Park, uh, was around the same time, the 60s, the late 60s. And the rest is history. Many of these drug addicted hippies are now running the city and state, in plain English. They cut off, I don't know if they cut the beards off anymore. Now they need the beard again to look like the hipsters. But it's the same mentality. Some of the people who were dropping acid in the streets of Berkeley and San Francisco in the 60s are now sitting in City Hall. Oh, yeah! There there they are. They're sitting there right now. Half of them are probably high on crack or Prozac or both. They don't know what they're on. They don't know what city they're living in. But those of us who live in the city and try to walk and have a decent life know what city we're living in. We look up at the heavens and we see the blue skies. We see this miraculous thing called fog. Surprised that... uh, Newsom hasn't taxed the fog yet. You know, on hot days, if you go near the Golden Gate Bridge, you see fog coming in. It looks like God himself blowing the marine layer over the Bay Area to cool us off. I'm sure that Newsom could put a meter on the fog and run a tax on it and make all of us pay for the fog because they haven't yet figured out how to tax the squeal in the pig that's dying. Maybe they'll figure it out next time. We can talk about this. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more you have any homeless horror stories for any of the cities in America? Are there any other topics that you care to talk about? I have about 10 more that I will talk about. Let me give you the phone number, do some business here. 855 What topic to you is the most important today? Is it the Baltimore story? What is the most important story out there now that no one is talking about? What is the number one thing bothering you about... America today, whether it's the government, the nation, the news cycle, or whatever. If you want to get some ideas of what I'm going to be talking about, you can go to michaelsavage.com. Again, headline, Breitbart, Michael Savage backs Trump on San Francisco junkies shoot up in front of children. It's true. It's not false. Let the mothers call in and tell their story right now on the Savage Nation. Savage, Listen to me. You're not going to believe this When I heard that at PaintYourLife.com, you could have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from a photo you send, I thought, what a great idea. It must be so expensive. I was stunned and amazed to learn that the paintings are truly affordable and the quality really is amazing. I had it done. A painting from Paint Your Life makes the perfect gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it will be cherished forever. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, what you do is you take a photo that you love and you send it to paintyourlife.com. Have an original painting of yourself made of your children, your family, a special place, a cherished pet at a price you can afford from paintyourlife.com. Now, these are true paintings done by hand by a world-class artist created from your favorite photo. It makes the perfect gift for birthdays and anniversaries. You pick the artist whose work you most admire right online. You go through them. They show you artists, their work. You say, use this artist, and you work with them throughout the process until every detail of your painting is perfected. If you don't love the final painting, they will give you your money back. There's one of me and Teddy that you're not going to believe. It was from the cover of my book, Teddy and Me. I couldn't believe it was actually hand-painted. It's a work of art. With Paint Your Life, you get your favorite memories transformed into a work of art that will be cherished forever. Right now is a limited-time offer. Get 30% off your painting. 30% off and free shipping. It's unbelievable. To get the special offer, just text the word savage to 484848. That's S A V A G E to 484848. That's S A V A G E to 484848. That's savage S A V A G E to 484848. Message and data rates may apply. Baltimore, no. San Fran, yes. Worse than Baltimore. Where is Pelosi? Where is Feinstein? Savage quotes in response to Trump tweet. You know, I should have added that liberals, white liberals, who are billionaires and hundreds of millionaires, actually profit from the homeless situation. They profit from the illegal aliens. They profit from racism. They profit from drugs. They profit from crime. What do you think this is done by accident? No one... Is that naive to believe that we couldn't resolve these problems in a very short period of time if there was a desire to resolve these problems in a short period of time? And if you think it's limited to the liberals, that's because your brain has been washed by those in the media who would like you to believe it's a one sided story. The Koch brothers, KOCH, known to be so called conservatives, make billions of dollars a year the last I checked on homeless serv- on excuse me, on illegal alien services. They build the facilities for them. They provide the services for the illegal aliens. So they're well known to make money off this game. But what about those who are not well known? Uh, The secret hands that are making billions off this social uh, distemper that we are all suffering. The lawlessness and the anarchy will stop one day. It started with the hippie invasion in the 60s. It's now almost to the limit of what people are going to take even people who don't even identify in any way politically have had enough of their car windows being broken open stepping around human feces dodging the filthy disgusting freak bums in the streets they're abandoning restaurants in certain cities of this uh, areas of the city I won't mention it because my friends have restaurants there but I will tell you right now they're going to be boarded up very soon people will not go there when you're having dinner and you look out the window And a gentleman, I love when they say gentleman, Uh, anyone who behaves like that is lower than an animal to me. An animal would hide it. When an animal defecates, they usually go to a bush. They try to hide. When a human being is so degraded mentally from drugs and from living in the gutter, they behave lower than an animal. They have less of a behavioral decency than a dog. Drops the pants, defecates in front of the restaurant window, I put the fork down. I almost puked. You can't eat after that. I'm still talking about it like a year later. I saw the man do it. It's different than reading about it. You never get certain things out of your mind. It's like certain images you wish you had never seen. That's like a murder of a brain. So you say, who do you blame? Who do you blame? Are you joking? Are you joking? Do you know that this does not happen in African countries because the people would be pummeled? By the crowd do you know that this does not happen in guatemala el salvador nicaragua because the people have decency and pride they would never permit it to happen in the central america it never happens in mexico the men would not never tolerate a man defecating outside of a restaurant window in the gutter why does it happen in san francisco in new york and other so-called tolerant liberal cities explain that to me explain it to me why it happens here and not there but as i say to you there is a pendulum, a giant social pendulum. This liberalism to the left of center has now reached its height. It will not get worse, maybe a tiny bit worse. Trump was the beginning of the swing of the pendulum in the other direction. And the criminals who run the liberal um, rackets are the ones fighting back the hardest against them, using front men like Nadler and Schiff and the others to try to bring Trump down. But make no mistake about it, it's all about money. It has nothing to do with justice. It has everything to do with money. The pendulum is right now hovering on a rightward swing. We've got to help push that pendulum to the right to save our children. This is the Savage Nation. If you get a comment upon this, 855-407-282. Savage. Who's going to be left here? Who will be left if the if the people who provide most of the taxes leave? Who's going to be left here? Who's going to be left here? So one moron on Twitter says to me, "Who would? what would Jesus have done with the bums or with the illegal aliens? My answer was there was no welfare in his day. Everyone worked or starved or was taken care of by their own family. No answer to that one. No answer, that's all. 855 Here's a caller out of Marin County, California. Gary, thank you for calling the program. What's on your mind?
2: Hey, I just wanted to uh, talk about uh, my... my went by uh, SF, we in general. My mother went to the uh, hospital for a somewhat minor uh, procedure. Right. And uh, ended up with an infection. They got bums in the cafeteria, sleeping in the corners. Ugh. Plates smells like urine my eyes
0: wait this is in the San Francisco General Hospital
2: Yeah send somebody over there, check it out my eyes were watering from There
0: are bums laying on the floor in the cafeteria
2: Yeah and those were doctors are eating not too many of them believe me nurses and it's supposed to be a sterile environment I just don't understand This
0: is this has now degenerated to a fourth world nation because as I said before a third world nation has better hygiene and sanitation than San Francisco does now, That's yeah. sickening. What, what? How's your mother today now, Gary? Is she better?
2: No, she's in intensive care. She's uh, probably less than 50-50 chance. She went in, and uh, as a result of being there, uh, may not make it.
0: What do you mean? She picked up the infection in the hospital, you're saying?
2: As far as what they say, yeah. The treatment.
0: Mm, I'm so sorry Even to her, hear it, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm just sorry to hear it. You take your life in your hands going into a hospital to begin with, with the ambient microbes flying around in the, in the hallways and on the floors. But now when you have bums laying in the, in the, in the cafeteria, I mean, it's crazy. And what? Where, where, where's the governor? Where's the mayor? I'm sorry, we need an FBI task force to take over the city. Gary, thanks for calling. Very sad story. Very sad story. San Francisco, Jim, line one, tell me what you saw.
3: Two quick points. There is no better radio than a Michael Savage monologue. Okay, so there's an article <laughs> in the local paper attributing homelessness to the increase in rents in San Francisco. They cite a homeless advocate who probably makes over 150 grand. I called her. I said, "What's the empirical evidence that the rising rents are causing people to live on the street?" I said, "Let's put a scale of methamphetamine addiction. Thank you. The rising rents. Which one is going to outweigh which?"
0: No, Listen, I was young and poor, and I didn't lay in the gutter. What we did was we shared apartments, right? You start by living in your parents' house if you can't afford one. Then you move out with a girlfriend, and you both share the rent. Or you get another couple. They take another bedroom. You share the rent. What, they never heard of that here in the, in, the, in California or in New York?
3: It's ironic that you mentioned that because I cited the specific example. I said in 1985, when I got out of college in California— Everybody wanted to go move to Manhattan. That was the. That's, thing too. that's
0: everybody wanted to live in the East, in the West Village, in a in a nice brick lined apartment. But they couldn't afford it, so they wound up in uh, in Flushing, New York.
3: They did. There was an equilibrium. Or if you couldn't afford it, you lived with three or four people. That's the way that it works. I told her, "Don't tell me that it's the rising rents. Go out and look at the street. It's met. hey,
0: the rents have always been too high for people on the bottom. That's why the suburbs were built." That's why the commuter trains were built out of cities. That was to provide a, a transportation system for the people who couldn't afford to live in the city in which they worked. So they lived out in counties outside the city. That's how the suburbs developed. What, when they forgot history all of a sudden? All these snot noses come out of college where they did nothing for six years but uh, have sex and take drugs day and night? and then tell themselves how good they were, then they come out, there fit for nothing, and all of a sudden they want a high-rise apartment in downtown San Francisco or New York and like it's owed to them. People are- Nothing's good enough for them outside of the city so they can't go out and get drunk and have sex 10 minutes a day, every 10 minutes in the day. Ah, don't give me that crap. I've heard it all my whole life. i heard it all my whole life, whether it was in New York or, or San Francisco, wherever you live, it's the same garbage. I'm a former social worker, so let me tell you right now, I know how they think. I'm a former social worker. I won't labor you with the story. Here I was, a college graduate, earning about $5,600 a year at the time, which was not a lot of money then. It's not a lot of money now. Now it's minimum, minimum wage, college grad. I didn't complain about it. I took the job. Well, I had to go and visit people on welfare. They were living in the Bernie Sanders area of Manhattan now, which is the Upper West Side, which has become fashionable again. It was a hellhole. Remember the Al Pacino movie from years ago called Panic in Needle Park? That's where they were. Okay, so they, they put the bums, the homeless, the, the poor, the welfare, into these beautiful buildings on the Upper West Side. Some of these buildings overlooked the Hudson River. They were gorgeous, drop-dead views. They abused the buildings. There was trash. There was rats. There was garbage. I had to go there as, a, as an investigator for the Welfare Department and just check to see if they were really, you know, on welfare, what they were doing. So I'd go into one apartment after the other. I wrote about it. Every one of them was violating the rules, and they were living better than I was. They all had furniture in there. I was sleeping on a mattress in my apartment out in Queens. I had to take a subway into work, uh, and I slept on a mattress on the floor of the apartment. I had no night tables. I had orange crates, boxes. I didn't complain about it. So when I had to write a check to the Bum family, for about $1,600 for furniture for their house. And I said to my welfare supervisor, but wait a minute, I don't have that furniture in my house, and I'm a college grad, and she said to me, that's okay, that's the way the system works. That's when I slowly became aware of the inequities in the social welfare state of uh, New York at that time, and now it's infected the entire country. That's when I suddenly realized everything was upside down And look how bad it has gotten in my lifetime. We have to come to understand that everything has a cycle. To everything, there is a cycle. And the drugs, the sex, and the rock and roll that was promoted by the hippie movement that has produced these stone politicians that are running the liberal cities uh, is the end of a long line of insanity. It's a long lineage of insanity that will eventually come to an end. Now, some of you fear that they become so militarized and militant that we'll have a French Revolution. I don't think it will go that far uh, for a number of reasons, and that's because we're not starving. I've told you that before. There are no revolutions in the world when the people are fat. And the last I checked at airports and uh, malls, the people look like, uh, mini well, let's leave it at that. There's no starvation. And the reason there was a revolution in France, the peasants were starving. The reason there was a revolution... In Russia in 1917, the peasants were starving. We have no starvation. As long as these fatties can still go to McDonald's, uh, as long as they can go to buffets and do all that they they want, and they can stuff their face till they have diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and then they're told to take medication for it. Then they get a shyster lawyer who sues for mesothelioma, things like that. They get class action dribblings coming down to them. They're not going to revolt. There's no revolt coming. So I think we're going to have, uh, the pendulum's going to go in the other direction. Within, I would say, I can't give you the years. I don't know. I'm not Nostradamus. I'm Michael Savage. Now, speaking about that, one of the things I like to do is news views and reviews. I've given you some news and some other stuff, but I have yet to review the movie I went to, and I I have to tell you about it. I went to that movie that everyone supposedly has to go to see, and I gave a one-liner on it. Where is it? I have to find it on Twitter. Here it is. Tarantino's Hollywood Bomb. I left after eight minutes. Insufferable drek. Three trying to be cool. I try to make it very succinct. Uh, Tarantino's Hollywood Bomb. Left after eight minutes. Insufferable drek. Three trying to be cool. I sit in the theater, and there is Brad Pitt, uh, the other one, I forget, De Leon DiCaprio, sorry, Crapio—I mean DiCaprio, and then the third one comes and Al Pacino enters the scene. Look, it's supposed to be a Jewish producer in Hollywood in the 60s wearing a striped blue suit, and he says, no, my name is Swars, not Schwartz. Everyone sat in the audience unmoving. No one laughed, no one moved. Drek. So I watched it for a little bit more. I couldn't take it. They were winging it in others. There was no script. This was pure improvisation but they thought that they were such pretty boys and so good-looking and so powerful that the morons would flock to the theater. And they're right. The movie's making tons of money. So since when do the masses know anything about art? The answer is never. It's, a, it's just awful. And my one-liner says it all. Tarantino's Hollywood bomb left after eight minutes insufferable dreck. They are three husbands trying to be cool. If you care to comment on Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Pedowood, the phone number is 855-407-282. Back in a minute. Savage. Welcome back to the uh, sad state of California, New York, Illinois, you name it. Any city that liberals run, they run into the ground. They have no sense of law and order. They have no sense of decency. They're all corrupt. The money is stolen from the Treasury around the clock and no one says a word. But you know something? There's a bright part here in California, especially throughout the state now. There's not a single plastic straw. There are hypodermic needles everywhere. There's human feces and garbage and trash in ten cities. But you know something, you liberals? You should be very happy there's not a single plastic straw to be found. Congratulations on having your priorities, uh, I would say, up your... Uh, but I can't. It's a family show. Uh, what would you like to talk about on this show? This? You want to get stuck on this? Or you want to read my article, Michael Savage backs Trump? See, I said the word Trump, so now you'll listen. Your ears perked up. Of oh, Junkies shoot up in front of the children. Again, I'm standing, extending an invitation to the president when he does come out to visit California to show the sad state of what liberals do to a city. I hope he does come out before the election. It's a great place to showcase the difference Uh, between his policies and the policies of anarchy. I would like to be his guide. Just use me. I'm a man of the streets. I'll take him to places that none of his handlers know even exist. I mean, anybody could go near City Hall and see the bums and the the garbage. Anyone could do that. But I want to take him into places that were once so beautiful, your heart would have dropped. And I want you to see what happened to this city as a result of liberalism. And believe me, it all started in the 60s. It didn't just happen overnight. It started with the invasion of the, of the hippies, the rampant drug use, mainly at the time it was what, marijuana and LSD. Now God knows what they're using. I don't even keep up with it. Whatever the drugs are, it's filtering down to the bums in the street. And if you think the politicians do not want an open drug marketplace, you're mistaken. You're mistaken if you think it's happening by accident. Let's just leave it at that. But most of us have seen too many movies to not be able to understand where the money goes. It's that simple. San Carlos. Mike, go ahead. You were just in China, and what happened?
2: Yeah, I just got back from about two and a half weeks in China. Um, my wife's from there, and I uh, took my folks from Alaska there. And it was really interesting, because for two and a half weeks, I didn't see a single cardboard sign. You <laughs> see trash on the street. You don't see people sleeping under blankets. You don't see
0: any of that. There's Where, Well, what, did, what, do this, what do the communists do with the the extras on human life who don't have a job, where do they go? A couple of ideas, but it probably don't want to talk about that on public radio. But but it just no no. <laughs> what do the Chi- what do the Chinese communists do with What do the communist Chinese do with the extras on life stage?
2: I really don't know. Uh, uh-huh. But
0: I well, let's ho- let's hope they're not harvesting their organs. <laughs> well, I don't think they would be because they don't want uh, infected organs. I don't think they do it out of any morality. Look what they do to animals. And look at how they treat the Christians in China. So I don't think that they would not harvest the organs of the, of the uh, extras on human, on the human stage if there was a dime to be made from it. It's probably because they don't want the infected organs. But where are the bums in, in China? You, you, you don't see them even. I mean, would they round them up and make them work in a coal mine?
2: Uh, you know, the, the, the people. You know the, even the people who don't have much who ride around on bikes, you don't see them complaining. You don't see their hands out. They actually go and work. They
0: they well. They come from the live by they them. come from the an ethic that is built over thousands of years, going all the way back to the Manchus and probably before then, of self respect, respect for the society, and respect for the for the social order which is something that has been destroyed in America primarily in the 1960s by the hippies who set out to break down everything in the society. You know that that's the reason. Well, thank you for calling. I don't want to belabor what you all know. Otherwise, I will get stuck in the prosaic. And uh, my greatest enemy is the prosaic. Yes. To me, the prosaic is Prozac for the masses, and I don't want to go there. That's a good line. Would you like to talk about the Tarantino bomb? That the sheeple are running to because, oh, 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 look, there's Brad Pitt. Oh, oh, isn't he handsome? Oh, oh, look, there's Leon the Ooh, look, let's see Leon the Oh, there's the great Al Pacino. What are they going to see there that they don't already know? The morons are running already, rushing. The morons are rushing in. I lasted eight minutes, got my money back. I walked out into the sun and took a deep breath. I saw the ad libs, I knew there was no script. And then I'd do a flashback with a flamethrower to a bad Tarantino shooting, burning up Nazis to show everyone they're liberals. Oh, it was sickening.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Unbelievable that we have a president
3: of the United States who attacks uh, American cities, who attacks Americans, who attacks somebody who's a friend of mine, Elijah Cummings is one of the most decent and outstanding members of the oh, House sure. of Representatives. He oh, fights every day to improve life in oh, his sure. community. Our job is to bring people together, together to improve life for all people, not to all be a people. have a all. racist all. president all. All. who attacks
0: all. people uh, because out, they yeah. are African-Americans. The that is a disgrace, Bum-hmm. and that is why we're going to defeat uh, this yeah, president. You're defeat. Yeah, you're going to defeat. If Bernie Sanders did the Bristol stomp, they'd have to give him a bone transplant. His shin bones would splinter. Whatever's left of his shin bones. That's why he's moved down. They saw an old hack, a bum, a bum on a a box. That's all he was. We used to see them in Tompkins Square Park in the village years ago, the commies. They were the same then. They're the same now. He got nowhere. The minute the American people saw him on the national stage, he, he collapsed. That's all. You know, when you see junkies shooting in front of children, when you see homeless bums insulting your wife when you go out to dinner in the city today, When you see a bum drop his pants and defecate outside a restaurant, you know, enough is enough, even to liberals. When you come back from dinner and your car window is broken, you know, you don't say, I'm a liberal, therefore I tolerate it. You say somebody's got to do something, right? Well, tell me which liberal is going to do something about it. Tell me who. That's what we're talking about today. So that was Bernie on Trump's Baltimore tweet, the president who attacks cities. How can a president attack an American city? What do you think he went over there with a the B-52? What do you mean attacked American cities? Stupid. Well, then we, we would be remiss if we didn't play for you the street agitator bum Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton has to have done more to damage race relations in America than anyone other than Jesse Jackson. In my estimation, no one has set blacks against whites and white against blacks more so than these two. And, of course, he was rewarded for it by uh, Phil Griffith, who gave him a, a job and a slot on MSNBC. The place is the go-to place for America haters. Here he is, Al Sharpton, a clip on attacking the president.
1: I know Donald Trump. He's not mature enough to take criticism. He can't help it. He's like a child. Somebody say
0: something, he reacts. He's thin-skinned and not really matured that well. But he has a particular venom... for blacks and people of color. Go. He doesn't refer
1: to any of his other opponents or critics as infested.
0: He does not no. attack their districts. He did. He attacked <clears attacks throat> Nancy Pelosi. He yeah, attacked sure. Chuck Schumer. There you he go. attacks other whites. There you go. But he never said that their districts or their
1: states are places that no human being wants to live. Our, the hold fact on, of host, the matter for is. Us, Al. Got-
0: I'm glad you enlightened us and told us that in Nancy Pelosi's backyard, it's a district that no human being wants to live in. Thanks for uh, educating us, Al. You're right about that. Uh, The president was remiss. But thank you for filling in the blanks on what's actually going on in the district. So the only problem here with this whole uh, Sharpton-Trump thing is that Trump elevated this bum, this mook, up to this level. It's terrible. And uh, that's the one uh, negative on it. Now, back in 2016 or 2015, the Seltzer man, Bernie Sanders... Um, was saying that Baltimore looks like a third-world country. We have that tape, and we're going to play it in a second. Bernie Sanders in 2015 said Baltimore looks like a third-world country. So here is Bernie Sanders then, as opposed to Bernie Sanders now. Let's hear clip number four.
3: America is the wealthiest country in the history of the world. But anyone who took the walk that we took we walk, took around walk. this neighborhood will not here. think you're in a wealthy nation. <laughs> you would think that you were in a third world country. Today what uh, we're uh, talking about is a community in which half of the people don't have jobs. jobs. We're talking about a community federal jobs in which government there are jobs. hundreds of people
0: that are uninhabitable. Oh, Now, why are the buildings uninhabitable, Bernie? You know, I come from poor immigrant people. They uh, washed every morning. They swept out their uh, tenement apartment. They aired out their bedding. They cleaned the streets in front of their apartment. Nobody would dare throw even a cigarette wrapper out in those days in front of the building. How come the buildings are uninhabitable, Bernie? What does it have to do with? Is there any reason for this that's not to do with race, Bernie? Can you get the word race out of your stupid brain? It's called character. And I'm more concerned with the character of a person than I am with their the skin color, just as Martin Luther King Jr. was. I'm far more concerned with the character than the color of their skin, Bernie. It's a shame that you aren't. But then again, this is nothing new. It's probably old news to most of you. Uh... And we can talk about these topics or about immigration. So far, nothing's been done. I read over the weekend that the president has a deal going on with Guatemala where some kind of deal will be struck where Guatemala's military dictatorship won't let the uh, the the uh, the, excess, the extras on the stage of Guatemala's life there come over here. He won't let them out of the country. So we're going to smear off the, the military police state of Guatemala, to lock them in, which is a good thing. Better there than here. And it's a better expenditure of money, by the way. I don't care what the amount of billions that we give, let's say, a third world tin pot dictatorship to keep them in their country. It's cheaper than bringing them here, isn't it? So let them use the money there anyway they want. They could build a housing for them, which they won't do. They'll just spend it. They'll buy houses in Miami, probably Ferraris, Maseratis, uh, a G6, a used G6 from a talk show host, that kind of thing. That's what they'll do with the money. You think they're going to give it to the poor of Guatemala? Never. You know there's an adage, if you give a man a fish, he will become dependent upon you. If you give a hungry man a fishing rod, he will fish for himself. You ever hear that one? That's something that Al Sharpton and Bernie Sanders never learned in Communism 101. Let's go to the callers now, 855 282 We have a special guest about... The Four Witches of the Apocalypse Visiting Israel coming up very soon. I can't wait to see the haters go there. Why the Israelis are doing this, I will never understand. The Israeli government has about the stupidest people in public relations that God has ever made. Why would they let the Four Witches in there? They have the power to block them. Netanyahu has the power to say, stay out, you're not wanted. They're just going to go there and repeat the big lie that it's a racist nation, etc. Now, I would advise the Israelis as follows. I'm going to talk about it just for a minute. If you're going to let these four haters in, what you do is you take your very large um, Sephardic Jewish community, those are the brown-skinned people. See, haters like Occasional Cortex and t and the others don't even know that there are people who have colored skin in Israel who are actually Jews. They're so racist, they think every Jew is white-skinned as though that's a crime unto itself. But let's put aside the fact that just being white is not a crime. That's a nice bumper sticker. Being white is not a crime. Take it and run with it. These four haters, these racist women, have no idea that there are brown skinned Israelis. So the, the Israelis, if they had any brains, would not use white men of European descent to greet these, these four rats. What they should do is have women from uh, those countries, like the Sephardic background that they're from, or Falashas, who are actual African Jews. I know you never heard about that one. These are Ethiopian Jews who were all saved by the Israelis in the early 50s. I think it was called Operation, I don't remember the name of it. In the early 1950s, the Jews of uh, Ethiopia, the black Jews, the Falashas, who had been there since Moses' time, they emigrated from the Middle East, ancient community, and they were being threatened with annihilation. In one day, the Jews from Israel sent airplanes, huge airplanes. I think it was like Operation Eagle. Correct me if you know the name of it. They came and they took every black Jew out of Ethiopia and flew them to Israel and resettled them there. Did you know that? Oh, you haven't heard that one while you were at your college, taking your uh, your drugs? But that's what happened. Now, many of these people are greatly integrated into the society. Many of them are in the military. I would use black Israelis. I would use brown-skinned Israelis as the people who meet these four witches of the apocalypse from America, interchange with them, communicate with them as best they can, and speak to the press during the entire time that they are there. And I hope that these words, which are picked up by some in Israel, um, for example, Aaron Klein, who did the article about me in Breitbart today, Aaron is bilingual, he knows very well that I have some very good ideas. Maybe he will translate some of these ideas to the Israeli government. Maybe he can get them through to Netanyahu. And do not have anyone interchange or speak on behalf of Israel while these four haters are over there, other than, and I would suggest, women of color who happen to be Jewish and Israeli. That would be my advice. Will it get to them? I hope so. I'll be right back. Savage.
1: a year ago, city leaders identified some of the city's most violent neighborhoods. What the hell? We should just take all this Damn! down. Ooh, you can smell the rats. Ooh, Jesus. Just last week, we went with Mayor Pew as she toured an East Baltimore neighborhood. Oh my God, you can smell the dead animals. Blocks of dilapidated buildings help to hide the addiction that's crippled this community.
0: And her name is Mayor Pugh. You know, sometimes life imitates art. That's not like, spelled like you would think, P-H-E-W, like in a cartoon. That is Mayor Pugh, not to impugn her. We don't want to impugn Mayor Pugh, but her spelling is P-U-G-H. Mayor Pugh complained about rats and dead animals in the city now that the president said it's got dead rats and stuff, and uh, they're calling that racist. Is that ratist to say that? Is that rodentist? Is there something-ist in there that we can add to the list? of uh, ists i think that's rodinist to say that rats are bad after all in san francisco they considered pets by the people with green hair and the nose rings usa to borrow 1.23 trillion dollars in the year 19 second year in a row says the drudge report <laughs> usa to borrow 1.23 trillion in 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 the year 2019 oh what the heck mega mega i thought we were once against big government wasn't one of the definitions of conservatism, I'm um, for smaller government, limited government. Have you heard anyone say that recently? I haven't heard it recently. I don't listen to every show on the air. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on the air. Some of the great people in radio uh, maybe actually saying the government's gotten too big and the spending is too great. I don't know about it because I don't hear about it. But uh, the spending is frightening. And then what about the shooter at the, uh, the garlic festival? What was that about? I mean, I'm a garlic eater. I know it has nothing to do with it, but I live on garlic. I, I eat it all the time. I chop it up. I eat it. A lot of it comes from Gilroy. I eat organic garlic. I eat it raw like a horse. I know it sounds crazy. I will cut a piece of a clove off a thing and chop it and put it on a piece of bread. Do you know that with olive oil? I swear to God, I've been doing it for years. Garlic is a, is a lifesaver. There are sulfur compounds in garlic that have not been isolated by science that kill microbes that haven't even been, been noted yet. One of the greatest things you could eat is a, a clove of garlic a day. That's been well-known in Ayurvedic medicine for a long time. I've been known about it forever, and I live on, I live on garlic. But the garlic festival, what does this guy, what does this nut want? Cuts through back fence to avoid security, has a rifle. You notice the, the cops killed him right away? How about a round of applause for the cops? <laughs> Unlike in Florida where the guy hid behind the post a post while the kids were being killed. These cops went out and killed him. Who was it? Highway Patrol who did it? Does anyone know who the cops who had the guts, the cojones, to go out and shoot this bum with the rifle and kill him? Has Governor Newsom thanked the police yet? Or is he checking which way the wind is blowing to see if he should thank the police or condemn the police for shooting this bum because he's a teenager? Motive mystery. Motive mystery. Link to Instagram post. He was some kind of nutcase, Nazi like kind of guy, it looks like to me. What's his name? I don't know who his name was. What's the, I do I care what his name is. I know his name. The Santino part I know already. And uh, <clears throat> God, awful. Shooting people, killing a little child, anybody. Why did he do it? And he hated uh, a lot of people, this guy. A lot of people he hated. And uh, he, he posted stuff on his Instagram thing showing Smokey the Bear and a sign saying, Fire Danger High today. Uh, read Might Is Right by Ragnar Redbeard. Why overcrowd towns and pave more open space to make room for hordes of mestizos and Silicon Valley white? I can't even say the word. That's quoting now. Those are the words he used. A mestizo is a person of mixed descent, commonly white and Hispanic or white and American Indian. Might Is Right is first published in the 1800s, has been described as a white supremacist text that promotes anarchy while vilifying Christianity, vilifying Christianity, vilifying Christianity. The book calls Jesus the true prince of evil and says that the natural order is a world at war in which the strong must vanquish the weak and white men must rule over those of color. At a news conference on Monday, cops said that the weapon, an AK-47 type rifle, had been bought legally in Nevada earlier this month. But the nightmare at the garlic festival could have been worse. They credited a heavy police presence for saving more lives as chaos descended on the decades-old food festival. We had many, many officers in the park at the time this occurred, which accounts for a very, very quick response time. Again, we have to have a round of applause for armed policemen who went and confronted him and killed this piece of trash, right? Unbelievable to me. Who do you blame for this now? You blame garlic? You blame the rifle, you blame the shooter, you blame Prozac. What do you blame? Books? Who do you blame here? You don't know who to blame anymore. The world's crazy. Uh, Why was there such a high police presence is the first question. I know the answer to that. Do you know why there's a very high police presence at all of the festivals and fairs in California now? Because of Mexican gangs and other Central American gangs. Central American gangs and Mexican gangs who kill each other and fight with each other at these festivals. Did you know that? These festivals are generally populated by a lot of um, farm workers' children. And they're not like the farm workers anymore. The farm workers work very hard. Their children generally do not work very hard. They've been uh, polluted by America, infected by the lies of uh, the media. So the the cops are there to stop violence. And they did stop the violence. Have they gotten credit for it? Has anyone in the media said, let's have a round of applause for them? I hope so. Maybe they did. Over a garlic festival now. He screamed out, I am really angry. In the middle of a fun filled afternoon, he screams that I'm really angry, and opens up with a rifle. Chaos, carnage, and death. On an idyllic Sunday afternoon, who would figure this would happen at a garlic festival? Is there anywhere safe on earth anymore? Anywhere to go? I went out on my little boat on Saturday, alone in the middle of the bay. You know what? I had peace, I had quiet. I talk to the clouds, I talk to the fog, I talk to the dolls. Savage.
3: All around college campuses. Um, there are Jews, Muslims, Hindus, all different kinds of backgrounds who are pushing back against racist policies in Israel because they see that um, the human rights violations of children being detained. This is one of the um, worst effect-
0: people in the history of the U.S. Congress, a hater, a hater of the lowest order, pushing the big lie that Israel is racist. She is doing what Hitler did and what the Nazis did, in my estimation, in the 1930s. She is demonizing Jews in Israel, and yet she's invited by the foolish leaders of Israel, along with uh, a Cortex, occasional Cortex, and the other one. I can't remember their names. Why do they suddenly want to go to Israel? They can't take care of their own districts. The districts they come from are hell holes here in America. All of a sudden, they're allowed to enter Israel. Have uh, Joining us right now is David Rubin, the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, to discuss this with us. Mr. Rubin, welcome to the Savage Nation radio program. Well, thank you. Good to be with you. Why suddenly, do these, do these haters, why are they all going to Israel? What, to make Israel look bad?
4: No, to gain a platform to criticize Israel, to criticize America, to criticize Jews. Uh, that's what they're looking for, and, and it gives them a very nice platform to stand in the, in the background, uh, with Israel in the background, with the walls of the old city of Jerusalem in the background, uh, that that's what they want they just want to. Well, uh, my
0: opinion is they shouldn't be allowed to enter the country so I understand what could happen if, if that happened but w- what is your opinion should they be allowed to enter the country
4: no absolutely not uh, you you don't allow in people thank you who are, who are going to be criticizing you publicly there is a law in Israel that, that anyone who is promoting and advocating for the boycott of Israel is not going to be allowed into the country. Uh, the, the prime minister is, is showing weakness. Ah. And, and look, Ilhan Omar knows, just like, uh, just like anyone in the Middle East knows, uh, that when you see weakness, you pounce on it.
0: I agree 100%. So you are the former mayor of Shiloh. Tell the listeners of the program where Shiloh Israel is. Where is it on the map?
4: Shiloh is in the in the heart of Samaria. It's the biblical heartland of Israel. Uh, most of the world calls it the West Bank, which is a, a mistaken name. It's a, it's a, you won't find it in any history books. Uh, you won't find the West Bank. You will find Shiloh,
0: yes. Uh, well, first well, of course, it's biblical, really? sure. So now you've got these haters, these anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, anti-American haters, Omar and Tlaib going to visit Israel. I would say don't let them in. And uh, why is Netanyahu showing this weakness in your estimation, Mr. Rubin? Uh,
4: because he's very concerned about uh, the, the political game in America. He's very concerned about support for Israel being a bipartisan issue, uh, being a consensus issue. Uh, but it hasn't been for a long time. And uh, as I wrote in my book, Trump and the Jews... The the the, uh, the issue of Israel has long long ago ceased to be a bipartisan issue. We have to understand the reality that the the Democratic Party has been moving to the far left uh, for a number of years now. Uh, most of the anti-Semitism and the anti-Israel hatred comes from the far left of the Democratic Party these days. Of and uh, and unfortunately, the leadership of the Democratic Party is running scared. Uh, I, w- I would love to know where Chuck Schumer has been hiding mm-hmm. since these women
0: have been advocating. Well, where did where did this hatred come from, from this Rashida Tlaib? She's Palestinian in origin, correct? Uh, yes, her, her family. You know, I had an idea today, Mr. Rubin. I want to run it by you. Maybe you have friends in Israel you can tell us to. The worst mistake Israel could make, in addition to letting them in, which is already a given, is having um, European Israelis be their hosts and their uh, spokesmen while they're there. I believe the Israelis should use the Sephardic women in their government and the Falashas in their government to interchange with these women because it would take a lot of wind out of their sails. Do you agree with that from the point of view of optics?
4: uh... sure there's a lot that could be done once they are actually here if their plan is to meet with israel's leaders if israel is controlling the visit but i guarantee you that ilhan omar and rashida talib are not looking to have the israeli government coordinate their trip and they're not not looking to coordinate it with israel because they don't believe in israel they think that 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 you know they they like to say that Israel doesn't belong here. That that, that Israel is an oppressor. That's a, that's the narrative they like to bring across. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot that Israel's leaders could do if they were coordinating the trip. But but I, I will virtually guarantee you that hmm. those two women will not be allowing Israel's leaders to coordinate the trip. And that's all right. So
0: they're <laughs> going to go over there, go to Israel, and go right over to Judea or Samaria, and meet with some of the Palestinian agitators, no doubt, right, and scream about poverty oppression, racism. That's what we're going to hear right away? That's absolutely it. That's absolutely it. it. We see it already. I can write the script. Mr. Uh, Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, and a savage nation. Iranian attacks on tankers. Uh, What is this about? The downing of an American drone. Only Israel has been launching significant military strikes against the radical Islamic regime's military forces. Why is the Jewish state the only country responding militarily to Iran's aggression, do you think?
4: Israel, Israel understands uh, that Iran is an existential threat to Israel and that if they are allowed to be based in Syria, which is where they're trying to set up military installations, uh, that, that they have to be stopped. And so there have been hundreds of attacks. We, we have attacked Syria hundreds of times, Iranian installations, military installations mm. in Syria. And the only way that you stop Iran is by attacking them. You know, so sanctions help. I'm not going to say they don't help, but they, they are not going to stop Iran's aggression. And at some point, they have to be confronted. So we've been confronting them.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I know Iranian people here in America casually, and I speak with them, and they tell me what happened since the... um. Uh, Islamic fanatics took over the country. What has happened to human rights? It's disappeared. Women have been turned into a second class or third class citizens. The people in Iran hate the mullahs. Is that true? I mean, do you do you see that as well? The average person hates the mullahs in Iran. Oh, certainly.
4: There, there, there's a tremendous amount of repression in Iran. Uh, the, the, there there have been rebellions. Uh, there there are even members of the regime in Iran. Uh, that have been trying to rebel against the regime, and secretly met with some American officials recently. Hmm. Uh, this was, wasn't reported that much in the media, but but it did
0: happen. Why do you think the, the the British the British are so supine with their lack of response to the Iranian seizure of their oil tanker? They're like a supine nation now. What is that going to do? It's only going to encourage their enemy, isn't it?
4: Well, that's the influence of the European Union. European Union is, is uh, you know, it's a, a bunch of panderers, and, and, they're, and they're, they don't know how to fight back against aggression. Uh, hopefully, Boris Johnson will change that situation.
0: Now, where can people get a copy of your book, Trump and the Jews? It's at Amazon.com. You type in Trump and the Jews. But I want to go into that book for a minute. What is your thesis in the book, Trump and the Jews?
4: Well, look, I, I I speak all over the United States, and and it, whenever I speak to Christian audiences, they 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 ask me, "What is it with the Jews in America? Why why are they so liberal?" And and I, I decided that if I was going to write a book about Trump and his relationship to the Jewish community, I had to examine that as well. Mm. And one thing that I found from my research is that the that, the, first of all, Trump had strong relations with Jews in New York as a businessman, and, and, and some of his closest confidants are Jews from New York, uh, and, and, of course, his family members, and he has Jewish grandchildren, so he is connected to the Jewish people. But, uh, the, unfortunately, uh, the Jews who came to America, they came as, as immigrants in poverty uh, there was a lot of discrimination against them, but do you think that they they had days of rage like Al Sharpton would have them do? No, <laughs> just the opposite. They they worked hard and they sent their children to school and made their children learn hard, right? And they got ahead,
0: but, a- but absolutely through but, hard work. As a result, education, a re- diligence, loyalty to the country. They knew the children would do better than them, uh, but that that's long gone with the guys like like Sharpton. I understand that.
4: Right. But that's but that has always been the Jewish approach to work hard and to try to get ahead through your own accomplishments. And and that and that's something that Trump understands. So there's a commonality of values between President Trump and and the traditional values of the Jewish people. You know,
0: what what, what bothers me the most is when I was hearing them call him racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semite, I would get enraged on this program mr rubin because i knew he had jewish grandchildren his son-in-law is an Orthodox jew his daughter converted to judaism i went to a hanukkah party in the white house with him last december this is the golden age for jews in this white house and yet the left continued to pile on with the biggest lies i've ever seen since the lies of nazi germany
4: yep absolutely uh president trump has accomplished more for the u.s israel relationship than any president in history uh, from the moving of the embassy to Jerusalem, from the uh, doing away with the American participation in the Iran nuclear deal, which was a disaster for Israel and mm. for the United States. Uh, he he stopped the payments to, uh, well, he didn't stop the payments, but he stopped the American payments mm. to the Palestinian Authority until they stopped paying the terrorists. Mm. I, I was wounded in a terrorist attack. My three-year-old son was shot in the head. What? Uh, But those, yes. Wait, wait,
0: wait, please. Did your son survive that?
4: Yes, yes. Thank God he survived. The bullet missed his brain stem by one millimeter.
0: Oh, my God. Where did this happen? What city? Uh,
4: This was between between Shiloh and Jerusalem. We were driving home, and that's where it happened. The terrorists were on the side of the road from the Palestinian Authority. They had AK-47 assault rifles. I was shot in the leg. He was shot in the head.
0: And how did how did you survive the the, the gun battle? Who saved you?
4: Uh, well, the the bullets kept missing. Uh, there the were two bu- only those two bu- bullets that actually hit us. Uh, there were forty nine bullet holes in the car, and and I got the st- I got the car to start somehow after a lot of tries.
0: What do you mean you were able to drive away with you were able to drive the car away in the middle of a, of, a, of a machine gun attack?
4: Um, it wasn't it wasn't easy believe me my my leg was bleeding profusely the car was shaking the whole time but i got up the road got to an ambulance and eventually we got to the hospital
0: did anyone catch these uh sterling examples that mrs talib will be looking for that she where ca- were any of them captured
4: i would be happy to meet mrs talib so i can give her a piece of my mind
0: i don't i don't i don't i don't doubt that you would again No. We're speaking with a man named uh, David, I'm sorry, David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. His book is called Trump and the Jews, available on Amazon.com. I thank you very much for speaking with the Savage Nation today, and God bless you. God bless you is right. The things that people have to live through, and they do live through it, and they get up and they pick themselves up and they rehabilitate themselves and they go on in life, they don't roll over. It's a miracle to me what human nature really is. Savage.
4: My personal view is that uh, he richly deserves impeachment. He has done many impeachable offenses. He's violated the
3: law six ways from Sundays. But that's not the question. The question is, uh, can we develop
0: evidence uh, to put before the American people? Uh, We've we've broken the logjam. You know, the president and the attorney general were lying to the American people consistently. This man deserves to be investigated. I say it to my friends who say, how does Nadler get away with it when he's nothing but a low-grade lawyer from New York? And my answer is the Republicans are stupid. They don't know how to fight. They should look into Nadler's background. I will say it again. If not all, then most politicians have skeletons in their closet. And I don't care how far they have come, they began somewhere. And you will find, if you investigate, some things you can hang on them that they're not too proud of. And I believe the Republicans should hire a full-time team of investigators to investigate the investigators. If they were to investigate Nadler and Schiff and the others who are making this stuff up out of whole cloth, they may come up with things that may just quiet them down just a bit. That's all I can say to you. Now let's go to michaelsavage.com in the waning moments of this program. Here are the articles that I want you to look at later on when you miss me and you wish I was on 24 hours a day so you can go to wake up to me, go to sleep with me, uh, have lunch with me, have a coffee with me. I'm only on two hours a day. That's quite enough, thank you. And here's the top article on the website that I'm going to insist you start visiting every day. If you love if you love me, if you love the Savage Nation, you're going to do two things. You're going to listen to the sponsors and you're going to patronize their products. Then you're going to go to michaelsavage.com and you're going to read the stories. And the number one story today is from Breitbart at Savage on San Francisco, says, junkies shoot up in front of children. If I'm lying, prove it, because it's true. Then I linked $12,000 a day, how white liberals profit from pushing white privilege. You'll see the money that is being made on that big lie. I then posted Ann Coulter, how we became the world's suckers on immigration. Great article, by the way. She's a brilliant person. Billionaire Koch brothers, Americans must not turn our back on refugees. They are not conservatives. They're simply capitalists. Father recalls moment he learned six-year-old son was killed in garlic festival shooting heartbreaking. Gilroy garlic festival shoot identified as Santino William Legan as police work to find motive. There is no motive other than drugs, 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 and Satanism. I then reviewed Tarantino's Hollywood bomb. I don't recommend it at all. You want to waste your money? Go sit there like a schmuck. Go ahead. In 2015, Bernie Sanders, the seltzer man, compared Baltimore to a third world country. He now saying it's a great city and he hates Trump. Meanwhile, in New York, they made the people even stupider. Governor Andrew Cuomo signs Bill Decriminalizing Pot in New York, one of the stupidest moves in the history of medicine. Ask any doctor in an ER room. I could read you other stuff, but you may as well read it yourself on michaelsavage.com. Some of it's good, some of it's very, very bad. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a, pep, a member of the Savage Nation.